We are so happy that you have joined us tonight. Yeah. Um, we're looking forward to this really becoming a really exciting project for our church. Um, you know, when I uh, thought about this, I was like, you know, God really gives Pastor Zach so many um, rich truths from Absolutely. his word. Absolutely. And I find myself thinking about them throughout the week, um, talking to people and always going back to what he says. Um, and I just want to hear more of that. And I was like, how can we bring this to the church? And especially, you know, to our parachute churches. And you know, if you're watching, we are really happy that you are with us as well because um, you are part of us. And I'm just looking forward to seeing how the Lord uses this to help us dive together um, through the wisdom of our pastors here at HPC to really um, apply some of these truths, apply it. some of these things to our life because we can't just leave it in the room on Sunday morning. That's we have it. to take it. We have to make it part of us because um, this is how we change not only our own life or mm -hmm. our family's life, but also how we go out and reach the world. Well said. Yeah, Luke and I are endeavoring each week to look at Pastor Zach's message and break it down. And I find myself too, Luke, thinking all throughout the week, oh, this is coming up today. And Pastor Zach was just saying this. Yep. So we want to help you, like you said, not just leave the word here on a Sunday and walk out the door. Man, that is so the way so many of us were raised in church. That was a great sermon. That was a great message. Well, yeah, but is it really moving you right. and impacting your life? So that's the goal here of the show. And uh, each week's going to be different, isn't it? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so if you don't mind, just, uh, do you mind just praying us in. Yeah, we're going to pray you in right now. Father God, we thank you for this time that you have given Luke and I um, to really connect with each other, connect with the church, and study out your word and the message that was presented on Sunday. May you be glorified in all of it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So um, for those of you who are wondering, after, this, um, after these shows uh, finish airing, you can watch them on video, um, and then you can also go to the newly launched um, podcast channel, yes. HPC Sermon Notes. And you can find that wherever uh, you, you go to for podcasts. So you, what you'll find is you'll see the sermon from Sunday. And then on Wednesday nights, um, we will have our breakdown show. And then that episode will then be loaded into that podcast channel right after um, the corresponding sermon. Um, so let's just... Let's, let's, let's get hit into it now. It. Okay. So this past Sunday, um, Pastor Zach brought a sermon and it, it's, it's entitled, you know, Surrendering, Surrender Tongues. Mm. And he, the text comes from Luke chapter four, which was our homework to read. Yes. Um, if you remember, or if you listened to Pastor Zach's sermon, <laughs> which we hope you did. Um, and at the beginning of the chapter, you know, it talks about how Jesus uh, goes out after his baptism. Yeah. He's tempted by Satan. He, he defeats Satan with scripture. Um, and then he's filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and he, he returns, um, he returns to Galilee and then he goes to the synagogue and then he, in the synagogue, he reads from Isaiah and these are those verses. So this is from Luke four, starting in verse 18, uh, Jesus reads, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to bring good news to the poor. Mm. He has sent me to proclaim release to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. Um, and then Pastor Zach basically broke it down to preach, proclaim, and prophesy. Yeah. And in, a, in, in you know, the whole gist of that is basically the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. So Jesus was establishing 
his ministry. Yeah. And then this is the same ministry that we are called to as believers. And Pastor Zach said, everything that you are commissioned by the Holy Spirit to do is accomplished by how you speak. That's so true. So, so, so true. Good. And then um, at the end of second service, he had this, this quote that really gripped me. Hell advances by silent consent, mm. but, but heaven comes by the proclamation of its prophets and its priests. Yeah. Now, prophets and priests, that sounds very lofty. Yeah. But what this really boils down to is the, the doctrine of the priesthood of all believers. That's it. And so, Pastor Kerr, if you could just take us into that. I think this is so good. And even talking with Pastor Zach, this is one of his all-time favorite verses, you know, from 1 Peter 2, 9, verse, uh, 2, 9 and 10. And it, a priest, just to kind of bring this back, because we do live in a culture that many of us grew up going to the pastor or maybe going to the priest and we think oh okay like that's the person that i go to to talk to god for me and that's how so many people grow up but the the old testament priest is the one who's bringing the sacrifices on behalf of him himself or herself on behalf mm -hmm. of the people to god but jesus that's why he's called the high priest in the book of hebrews he's done that once for all. So whereas the former priesthood was the perpetual annual sacrifice for sin, Jesus did once for all, right? The death that he died, he died to sin once for all. And that's great. Okay, Jesus did that. What does it mean for us? Well, what Jesus did was he paved the way for us because Paul goes on to say in this idea of kingdom of priests or a priesthood of all believers is that if you're a follower of Christ, and this is where it's so important with Pastor Zach was bringing about your mouth, your word, your confession. Because if you're a follower of Christ, then what we're speaking ought to be the same things that Jesus is speaking. We need to speak life even to the things that seem like it's death. We got to speak life to it. Amen. And so we actually have the power within our tongue. We have the power. Jesus has already paved the way for us. So he is the high priest. And because we're co-heirs and joint heirs with Christ, we actually have, this is the part you know that I get really excited about, yes. is we actually have the same authority yes. that Christ had. But you know, you and I were going back and forth on this. Mm -hmm. Authority doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean if anything. you don't understand what, Luke? It doesn't mean anything if we don't understand the identity behind the authority. Yeah. Um, because if you don't know who you are, mm you're not gonna know how to act. That's it. Um, for example, um, you know, in my, in my everyday job, I'm a nurse. And when I'm in the hospital or when I'm with a patient, as a nurse, there are certain um, things that I'm expected to do. So when I am operating in that identity as a nurse, there are things that I can and should do and things that I shouldn't do. Yeah. Um, for instance, things that I can do and that I should do is I'm supposed to assess the patient. I'm supposed to assess, like for example, do, are they experiencing any kind of chest pain, any kind of pain? What are their symptoms? What's the nature of that? When did it start? Um, how bad? But things that I can't do is I'm not allowed to diagnose. Only a doctor can diagnose. Hmm. Um, but I have authority as a nurse to administer medications that the doctor orders. I cannot order those medications myself. It has to be in a doctor's name. Um, but I have the authority to administer the medications. So from that identity comes an authority. And so it's the same thing with us. Mm -hmm. We are we are priests. We are. I think it's really important at that place of salvation. I think so many of us get caught up 
thinking, wow, thank God. I mean, it's a good thing to be caught mm -hmm. up on, but we get so heavily focused on, oh, thank God, you know, I'm a follower of Christ, I'm saved. I don't have to endure punishment in hell. But for so many, we're just kind of waiting for the sweet by and by. We're just kind of, you know, mm -hmm. taking the punches yeah. here on this earth and we're not stepping right. into right. what God has called us to walk into mm -hmm. on this earth. And, and we've heard it so many times in church, your kingdom come, your will be done on this right. earth as it is in heaven. Right. And you know, when Jesus rose from the dead, he breathed on his disciples mm -hmm. and he sent them out. He commissioned them. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about going out and making disciples or preaching the gospel, the good news should be an encouragement to everyone. Everyone, mm -hmm. we actually are those light bearers and we right. get to communicate that through our word. I just keep thinking back on, on salvation, you know, and we brought this up. If you want to check a good verse here, Romans 10, 9 and 10, and, and Paul writes something that we've come up with as like, the salvation prayer or the sinner's prayer, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you shall be saved. Why? Because with the heart one believes unto righteousness. And you know, Pastor Zach kept hitting on this point of communicating that you actually have the power yes. within your mouth. And we only speak what we actually believe. Mm -hmm. And this is why the scripture teaches us to guard our heart, to make sure that what's coming out of our mouth is, uh, is actually good and wholesome because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The mouth the speaks. Mouth speaks. And, and going along with that, uh, what really hit me on Sunday was uh, when Pastor Zach explained how, um, you know, the word to proclaim, it, it means like to herald. Yeah. And that carries such a great deal of importance. You know, I think back to, you know, like... Um, like medieval times and like you have the trumpets blowing and like the herald goes before the king. That is what we do yes. in our role as priests. But I feel like so many Christians, we walk out into this world and we like whisper or we walk with mm. this, this trepidation and, and not the confidence that, that, that bespeaks the, the authority that we really do have. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think sometimes it can be done in, in an, in an effort to want to be relevant to people, uh, that we, we end up watering down the truth when Jesus just says, you know, go speak the truth. Yeah, or the compromising. The truth sets you free. Yeah. And we have to go out and speak, uh, both with our words and our actions, but we need to use our words. I wonder if it's more so, Luke, that identity piece. Mm. I, I wonder if it's not that we don't want to put on that authority, but maybe it's we really haven't settled into that identity. Like maybe, who we yeah, are. Who we are. Yes. And also what has actually been provided for us in the atonement, in the propitiation, like Paul says, and Peter says, of Jesus. Like what actually was provided? I mm -hmm. think there can be a sense of hesitancy of, how do I know I'm speaking the will of God? How right. do I know I'm praying the will mm -hmm. of God? Or even coming right back to that place we were kind of talking the other day about gossip. Whereas yes. one of the things that our yes. tongue goes all the time, it's so easy for us mm -hmm. to run our mouths. And, mm -hmm. you know, the scripture says that with the same tongue, we bless God and curse our brother. Right. Right. And then going back to the sermon, when we do that, what are we doing? We're putting people back in chains yes. and we're putting ourselves back in chains because we're, we're giving into our sin nature. Yeah. We're going back to what God has redeemed us from. God has set us free from that. Um, but it's, you know, it's really, really hard. Um, and I guess practically speaking, like how, how do we, how do we, you know, defeat this impulse in us? And I know for me, um, a lot of it is I have to remind myself 
at the start of every day who I am in Christ. Mm. Because Christ has given, given me my true identity. Yeah. And I have to remind myself of that. I have to remind myself that I'm a priest of God. And that's, that goes for no matter what, um, what situation I go into, I have to bring that. Um, and you know, like even just, just today, I was, I was getting convicted about, um, you know, a situation at work where there's coworkers and, you know, I get along with one of them really well. And then the other one, like there's some, there's sometimes some friction and there's a tendency, you know, to want to, you know, discuss this other coworker. Yeah. And gossip. <laughs> let's just call it what yes. it is. Yes. Let's, let's call it what <laughs> no, it is. I mean, we're real. It's the way yes. it is. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it's more than that. It's, it's discussing this, the situation that's going on with this person, but not with the intent to fix it. Oh, it's good. And so what am I doing? I'm, I'm putting, I'm making this person the victim. Yeah. You know, like, uh, no, no, I'm making myself the victim yes, of this you're person. Putting them in that. And then my tendency is now, well, now I have to make you lower than me so mm-hmm. that I can still come out on top. Yes. And what happens there? There is no, that is, there's nothing of the spirit of the Lord in that kind of thought process, in that kind of, in that kind of thinking. There is no freedom there. There really isn't. I I'm think, putting myself in bondage and, and this person. I think it's so good to to look at a message, and this is why we're calling this the breakdown, because we're supposed to be meditating all week on that word that we heard. We're supposed to be going back to our scripture and mm-hmm. studying out. Every good pastor will tell you, and Pastor Zach will tell you, the oldest thing, don't take my word for it. Go and find out for yourself. And when you're reading through the scripture and you're seeing that, wow, we have a responsibility to put on Christ. We have a responsibility to put on righteousness. Now, our righteousness for salvation has already been provided for us, but our righteousness in living is something that we put on. Like you choose to identify with, I am the blood-bought child of God, and that's my identity. So as the blood-bought child of God, somebody who's already been paid for, I don't need to walk around. I don't need to feel like bad about myself. I don't need to put myself down. I also don't need to put chains back on that person. So I love that you're bringing up that practical approach of saying, you know, how am I actually living this out in my life and making sure that I'm guarding my mouth, which starts with guarding our heart. Right, right, right. And and for me, the thought process was, okay, how do I, because I had that thought, I am putting this person back in chains. Yeah. Um, How do I start to set this person free? Mm. Now, it's not going to be by all of a sudden I go and tell them, oh, Jesus died on the cross and he has a, you know, a plan for your life. He wants to take away your sins. Like that, that's not how that's going to happen. I mean, unless the Holy Spirit really prompts me to, but the way this starts is I have to change my attitude towards this, towards this person. Yes. I have to treat this person with, with the same respect that I want, even if they don't always treat me with respect. Yeah. Um, because we have to have those avenues of, of, you know, communication. I want to speak life to people. And that comes out in my tone. It comes out in what I say, how I treat them. That's so good. You know, I always think simple theology. It's just kind of kind of the way that I am. And I said this to you the other day, you know, Ephesians 4.29, and you can go and look it up. But the way I interpret it is your words, your words can either be building blocks, building a strong foundation, building a strong house, building a strong framework, or they can be a bulldozer. 
-hmm. You can constantly be knocking things down with your words, or you can constantly be building things and people up. And you know, Jesus went about doing good. He went about doing good. In Acts 10, 39, we read that. And it's so amazing. So Jesus actually went about doing good and he used his words. One of the things that the, the New Testament writers teach us that Paul brings up is that God actually calls those things that be not as though they were. And I understand. Pastor Zach was saying it on Sunday. I, I understand the Explain whole... Explain that again. What, is that, what does that mean? Say, so, say that again. So to call things that be not as though they were, right? So this is where people have had a hard time with the quote, name it, claim it. And Zach brought it up in his message on Sunday. There's obviously like an nth degree. We can take a scripture and we can go way down and we can make it really something that maybe it wasn't intended to. But the point is that if you have this coworker, if you have somebody that's in your life, rather than speaking death over that situation, you could begin to pray, God, give me your eyes for that person because Jesus actually died for that person. There's salvation for them. And yeah, they may not receive it with me running up to them and talking to them about it because we've had some tension between us. They may, but they may not. But to begin to pray, to seek the Lord, and then to speak life to yourself about that individual and that individual. I know that mm -hmm. sometimes like we, we're like, oh, you know, you can't, you got to speak the truth. But what is the truth? Are we speaking the truth of the death of the current situation? Or are we calling something? That's not as though it was because creation never existed before God called it out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it all comes back to us shifting our mindset into that identity. Yes. As priests, as ministers of the gospel of Jesus in every situation. And then we have to change our thoughts. I, I remember when we were talking, like you said, you know, like thoughts can't be defeated with thoughts. Yes. Like we have to use. Use your words. We have to use our words and we have to use the word. Yes. We have to use the word of God. Um, you know, like Paul writes in, in, I think it's Romans 12, you're transformed mm -hmm. by the renewing of your mind. Can we just park on that for a minute there? Because you and I were going back and forth on this the other day. And so many of us get flooded with our thoughts. We're, we're really living in a very intense time. Let's not, let's not mince words. Let's not pull punches. It's yeah. an intense time. That's mm -hmm. not to be, you know, taken away. Um, and there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of reasons to be anxious. There's a lot of reasons to be depressed. And what can happen is we have these thoughts infiltrating us and we just begin to accept mm -hmm. these thoughts as though they were God's truth for us. And the power of the word, the power of the written living word that God is giving us is to look at it in writing and then to begin to believe it in your heart and then to begin to confess it. And when that thought comes at you to tell you that you're something that you're not, mm -hmm. you defeat it, yep. not with thinking enough about it. Oh, that's, right. is that really who I am? Maybe that is. No, no, you got to defeat it with the power of the word. And that's what Pastor Zach was kind of touching on briefly after, after you know, he kind of jumped in on the back end when Jesus is at the synagogue. Mm -hmm. But before that, he goes through the temptation. And the only way that he defeated the devil was with the word. Mm -hmm. It is written. Amen. Amen. So it's so important to come back to speaking the truth of God's word over my life, over my situation. And honestly, Luke, even when we don't feel it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the only way to know the word is to read the word yeah. and it's simple that that's it's, a lot of these solutions are simple it's we have to be in our word yeah and we have to make that a practice um you know 
second corinthians 10 like I, I this really was just coming over me as as we were as i was thinking about this and it's for though we walk in the flesh we do not wage battle according to the flesh mm. for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh but divinely powerful for the for the destruction of fortresses we are destroying arguments and all arrogance raised against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Yeah. Now, when we think of fortresses, we can think of things that are outside of us. Yeah. But this starts within me. Yes. This starts inside of each one of us, taking our thoughts captive. And the only way I can know which thoughts are not of God is if I know the thoughts of God, if I know the mind of God, yeah. if I'm reading my word, if I am, you know, meditating on it, if I am in prayer, if I know the voice of the Holy Spirit in my life, um, and if I am fellowshipping with other believers who are going to reinforce that, who are going to help me. You know, a lot of times, like, have you ever, when you're working with a, like a kid and they're working on a puzzle, they're stuck. Yeah. But then you come over and you see it, and you're like, oh, I see what you did there. You need to do this. That's what happens when the t when when the two of us or, yes. or or groups of believers are walking in community with with one another is mm -hmm. we we help to defeat those patterns those thought patterns in each other's life and instead of gossiping about it yeah we go to each other and we're like hey look at this and this is what scripture says um, I really like and it's very simple but it's Philippians four nine you know whatever is true whatever is noble what is whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, yeah. whatever is a good report, worthy of praise, these are the things we're supposed to think about. So this is like a filter. It is a filter. Because all God thoughts will fall, will go through that filter. That's good. If it's true. It's so good. Luke, you know, you're bringing something up and my, my heart is kind of bursting here because I've been spending a lot of time uh, with people lately and it's just, you talk about the importance of getting into the word and we got to be in the word. And I remember being a young preacher and that's what I used to preach all the time. Like you got to read the two staples to a Christian life is Bible reading and prayer, Bible reading and prayer. That is so accurate. However, what happens in that season of your life? Many of us have hit that season where we can't even pick up the word. You know, I've heard great preachers talk about force feeding themselves the word. Yeah. And so it's it's that place of what, what, what's your thought on because that? Because it's not a religious exercise. Okay. It's it's a life giving exercise. Okay. All so right. we're not we're not just going through motions. Yes. You know, like you can go to a gym uh -huh. and you can just, you know, okay, I'm gonna just go on the treadmill and you're just walking or or you're just, you know, mindlessly going around you have to be intentional hmm. you have to you have to try you have to take this in as nourishment you have yeah. to know your body like what where's the holy spirit leading me this is a dynamic it's a dynamic process you know like maybe you know like if you want to build if you want to build muscle like the, the treadmill is not the place where you have to go to the weights right and we have to know where's the holy spirit guiding me what's what what period of of, of my life am i in and how is the Holy Spirit speaking to me? That's that's how I that's how I see it. It's really a dynamic good. process. It's well, not I like a that rigid you call process. It's yeah, you you literally broke it down. It's not a religious practice mm -hmm. or process. It's a life giving. I think mm -hmm. that that really is resonating with me. It is life giving. If I can look at, you know, I have to go to the Word to find this. The Word has to become the solution in my life. And then when you're hanging around people who yes. are speaking Word and speaking life mm -hmm. and speaking faith, that's what you're going to pick up mm -hmm. on. So that's great, man. You got some some questions here that you want to throw out there. So take us there. So 
in thinking about all of this, now it comes to each one of us, it comes to you, and we, we don't want to just be partakers of the word, taking it in. We want to be doers, and we want to, we want to live this out. Yeah. We want to meditate on it. So some questions that I think we can all, that can help us all to put this into practice is, you know, first about our identity. So what is my identity? Mm. Ask yourself this, what is my identity? Um, do I see myself as a priest of God? And then to what extent am I allowing the world to inform my identity? You know, the world is always hammering identities at us, whether we know it or not. Um, and I think even now in our, our culture, it's so prevalent, especially with, you know, the whole, you know, the sexual, sexual stuff with the, you know, the transgender and basically what you, the world says that our feelings are our identity. Yeah. So Am I allowing the world to push me into my feelings or am I allowing God to inform mm. uh, my identity? Do I see myself as a priest of That's God? That's a great question. And then, you know, secondly, applying the Philippians 4, 9 filter to our life, are there areas that the Holy Spirit is asking me to change? Mm. You know, we have, to conf- we have to be willing to confront ourselves. We have to be willing to have the truth of God's word and the conviction of the Holy Spirit to guide to guide us. And this is what I've found is like really so beautiful um, about our God is that he doesn't just, you know, convict us. He he's rather than like convicting to condemn you, he's convicting to show you yes. this is the area that I want to work on with yeah. you. Yeah. This is the area that need that that I want to make you more like my son Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have to apply that filter. We have to get back into the word back into prayer and sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Mm. And then lastly, I would challenge everyone. Um, we all should have someone in our life or hopefully many people, but at least one person that we know we can go to to give us a biblically informed assessment of how we are living. You know, who is that person in your life that you can ask, do I speak life into people? Or, do you see, or where do you see me putting people back into chains? Um, do my words proclaim the gospel? Am I walking in accordance with my role um, as a priest of God? You know, um, there was a, uh, a quote by Pastor Zach that he did at the end, and it says, you know, when we preach, proclaim, and prophesy, we become heaven's Rosetta Stone to the earth. And I know, like, that's what I want for me, and that's yeah. what I want for everyone at our church, and I, that's what I want for our church. I don't want when people come in to just see, you know, a nice building no. and, and happy people. It's we want people to see heaven. We mm-hmm. want people to receive a message from heaven because that's what we are all searching for. You know, regardless of what, what we think or, or whatever people are coming in with their identities that the world has put on them, yep, what they the truly are searching for is heaven's identity because yeah. we have the image of God in us. It's so good. And I think it's important to, you know, keep coming back. I want to encourage you to keep coming back to church. If you've been watching online for a while, or maybe just haven't got the courage mm-hmm. to come in again, I've been talking to a lot of people lately and it's like, ah, oh, you know, I've experienced this in the past and I've experienced this in the past, but man, being around a body, being around people who are life-giving and that's what you're going to find. You're going to find people who are life-giving and encouraging, and it doesn't matter how messy your life is, you're going to come and you're going to receive love. And I will say that you do get to experience that heaven culture 
right here. And it's absolutely amazing. And God is transforming lives all the time. So I love that you gave us some homework, some things to think about. Mm -hmm. um, In addition to what Pastor Zach gave us us. on Sunday, it really is. It really is. So, well, I would say this is going to be a really exciting experience over the next, who knows, However long the Lord allows this project and keeps us moving, but we're excited. We want to see you back each week at 6.30, Wednesday night, right here. And uh, if there's a way to comment and, and let us know, you know, what your thoughts are and what you're hearing and what you're experiencing, we would love to hear from you. I don't know how to make that happen. So, Luke, where do we go? <laughs> uh, well, I guess uh, for now, because we don't have an email yet, okay. they can uh, comment on underneath the videos yeah um and if you see us at church you know i love having conversations which is why i'm here that's right it's <laughs> awesome that's great well it's been an awesome time today thank you so much for tuning in and uh we'll pray to Absolutely. close out all okay. right father we thank you for our time we give you all the praise and honor and glory we thank you for his providence church and we thank you for the body of christ at large and what you're doing in the earth during this time lord Jesus, you said that you will build your church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so we are advancing the kingdom. We are being used of you. We are glad just to know that we are seated with you in heavenly places. Thank you for the word of identity today that we've received, that when we settle on our identity in Christ, we are able to successfully walk in our authority as believers. So thank you so much. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, well, that's the breakdown. We'll see you next week. Good night.